everybody welcome back to another episode of the king's council podcast i'm your host riley meek and today guys today i'm so excited to actually share uh this episode with you because what this is is actually a a an episode in which um scott thomas myself josh fierstein actually were on america's first news and for those that don't know what America First News is, uh, this is a little project that we've taken on as a part of the King's Council uh, with Josh Fierstein. And essentially, we are a media company. And uh, part of our, our heart here within the King's Council, I know you guys have heard me say this before, that we have no right to complain about what we tolerate in our lives. And that being kind of at the the heart even of, of why I know that the King's Council w- was put together, was assembled here in leading this charge in the marketplace, um, we, there's a lot that we can complain about. No doubt about it, right? We can complain about the Grammys, the the Super Bowl halftime show. We can complain about uh, all this, the, the junk, the indoctrination that's being fed to our children, or we could do something about it. Right. And, and this is back to, man, three, three plus years ago now, in which I know God clearly just so spoke to me of, of leading this charge, uh, of, of just ultimately witnessing what's going on in the marketplace and going, man, what can I do about this? Who am I to do anything about this? And so clearly I heard God just tell me, if not you, then who? And, and at that point in time, it was simply just continually taking little steps, little action steps to navigate through this thing and really see uh, what God has in store for us. And so part of the King's Council is uh, uh, some of you have been uh, participating in this, you know, a little bit about this uh, project that Scott and I have invested into uh, creating a media company, an entire media network that we're going to have kids cartoons, we're going to have uh, movies, we are going to have uh, reality television shows, all sorts of incredible things. Uh, but we've launched with our flagship news broadcast with our host that is so epic, Mr. Grant Stinchfield uh, is leading this formerly on Newsmax. Uh, he's leading this charge here with America First News. So we were down in Texas last week. Uh, we got to sit down with him, uh, and then Josh Fierstein, who is the visionary of this project. Uh, and then, I mean, this is just why I think I just know God is at the the uh, the core of this, really, because it's, it's just a true uh, mark of the the body of Christ uh, of us coming together with different giftings, talents, abilities. Uh, to move this forward. And I know so clearly, so wholeheartedly, he wants to use us. It's partly why he created us is to use us to move on this earth in the marketplace to be a representation of who he is. So we are are operating in this and, and being so um, wholeheartedly reliant upon him to lead this movement, to lead this charge here, um, keeping him at the center of everything that we do. And so we took about an hour or so for this episode here and got to spend some time with Grant just to share our hearts behind America First News, the network as a whole, and then ultimately the King's Council and really what God is using us to do here to make change, lasting change, uh, because if we don't do it, who will? If not you, then who? So listen up on this episode. If you've never heard of this, America First News, check it out, americafirstnews.com. We are fighting fake news, providing truth in the marketplace so you know really truly what is actually going on uh, without the continued indoctrination and the continued lies that are being told to us uh, to to fit an agenda or to fit an underlying uh, uh, reasoning of why they are pushing certain programs and agendas on us. So I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of that. Maybe we'll save that for another episode, but continue to follow us. Join the email list, americafirstnews.com. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll talk soon, guys.
Well, hi there, folks. Welcome to this very special edition of America First News. The Chinese spy balloon does not need to spy on us because we're going to give it all away here today. Why America First News? How was it started? I am lucky to be joined today by the founders of this great organization. My good buddy Josh Fierstein is here. Riley Meek is here as well, and Scott Thomas. Gentlemen, thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. So uh, first, Josh, you and I were sitting at a, at a lunch table, and you said, at what a steakhouse, about, which shall not be named, because uh, we still go there. We still go there, that. so people aren't going to track us down. But um, you said, what do you think about America First News? Well, it's funny because uh, this idea had actually been brewing for a while. And then, obviously, all of us here being huge fans of your work and seeing you and the fact that you're always unfiltered and, and stuff. But we had, we had uh, actually been talking amongst kind of my inner circle that there needs to be an alternative even to what we would consider conservative news and conservative programming in general. And um, as, you, as you've experienced personally, like a lot of news channels in the conservative realm are starting to go a little bit more... I don't want to say woke, but they're obviously going a little bit more mainstream, right? A little mm -hmm. scared to talk about certain issues and stuff. And so uh, we had been talking about that. And then when you and I sat down, it was just, I don't know, I'd say love at first sight. Like yeah. I knew we need somebody unfiltered that's willing to like not pull punches. Well, right? so many organizations would get mad at me for having what they would call negative pieces written. And I'm like... We just, one, triggered the left, and everything they wrote is correct. Um, they're, they're, they're quoting me perfectly. And, and you loved the idea of triggering the left in order to inform the masses and reach those people that we normally can't reach, and you do it when the Huffington Post writes something about you. Well, look, truth, truth in and of itself is triggering to people that hate truth, right? And so I think that the problem with a lot of even the current news channels, and we'll talk a little bit more today about what we plan to do as far as programming outside of just news. But the thing about truth is that you naturally align yourself against people that hate truth, right? Uh, as you can see here, we're talking about fake news. And this is what we've been fighting, particularly over the last decade, really, is you've seen news control the narratives. I mean, think about my own grandparents who lived in a little uh, community of senior citizens. What do they do all day? They're tuned into the news channel. Mm -hmm. They lived in one of the safest places in America, but they had to have five locks on their door because the more that they watched the news, the more that they were afraid. I mean, they just lived in kind of this constant fear. And so at some point, we have to start speaking truth. Now, is it going to be triggering Yes, to people that hate it, right? But truth is also the, it's the veritas. It's the most powerful force on earth next to love is truth. Because when you speak truth, right, it invades lies right. and we can push back darkness instead of just complaining about fake news. Let's do something about it. So that brings us to you guys. So Riley and Scott, you may not have a media background, but you certainly have an information background. We'll get into King's Council and, and the good you do for people there. But Scott comes to you guys, and uh, uh, or, or Josh comes to you guys, Scott and Riley, and says, hey, I got this idea. Scott, why, why do you say, hey, I'm in on this? Well, I think one of the things that, you know, we, we, we run a bunch of businesses and we do a lot of things, and, and as I'm getting older, I, at this point I'm 51, but as I'm getting older, I'm starting to catch myself, like, caring about different things, right? Your priorities start to change as you get older, and a little bit about, like what's going on in the world? What's what's happening here? And it's the same thing has sort of happened um, with Riley over this time during the COVID years and some of that. It's like okay, what's really going on here? More stuff has been exposed. The beautiful thing about the internet is information changes hands really really fast. The, that's good and bad, but you get both. The good news is it exposes things really fast, but you can also disinform and all the other stuff that comes with it. But I think during that time, what it exposed is this humongous gap that no one really wants to talk about. Personally, for me, it's bad dads and missing dads. That's our biggest challenge that we have in America. And for, for that role model in the household and that role model, people used to look up to, even dads would go to the newsman who they could trust, mm -hmm. get their information, and then guide their decisions and act upon it. Now no one can trust anyone at this point. That seems to be this big void of solid, trustworthy information. So that's kind of been heightened 
in my alert, you know, recently, so. I, I always tell people they have to do their own homework mm -hmm. and find people, organizations mm -hmm. that you can trust. And then you match the two together. So Riley, you hear this idea. I mean, you could easily say, hey, you know what? I I'm gonna get heat for this. Mm -hmm. We're on the risk of getting canceled. We're America First News. The left's gonna hate this idea, but yet still you show boldness, both mm -hmm. of you, Josh, mm -hmm. uh, and, you, and you come in. Was it a hard decision? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I felt like really over the past few years, just what's been going on, what we've sat back and witnessed what's going on. I felt so crystal clear that that, you know, I really believe that we cannot complain about what we tolerate in our life. And I think as Christians, uh, you mentioned the King's Council, our, our faith based coaching company. Um, we can sit back and complain about a lot of things. And it's like uh, you can go down this rabbit hole, especially on social media and just sit back and witness and watch what's going on and, and talk about how bad things are or you can do something about it. And so that, that's really something when, you know, Scott and I's our, our focus with all of our companies is how can we be the biggest impact? And then certainly when we, we actually had this conversation with Josh, it was like, we're, we're but, all in. Uh, look, let's just be real, okay? You can look at the both of them. I don't know if you see their chest muscles, <laughs> right? I said, look, I know you guys got the money because this is not cheap, right? Launching a network uh, in the middle of all of this, I mean, you're talking about 47,000 square feet of studios and offices and all the stuff that's happening here and all the equipment and the LED walls. And I like this, this, this is not like some cheap experiment, but I said this, I said, I know you guys got the money. The question is, do you have the testicular fortitude? Because like you said, like people are coming after yeah. us, right? Like they're like, it, uh, it's not like you're just throwing millions of dollars into this project and hey, we're gonna see, all right, like there's gonna be personal attacks. People are gonna be vetting every aspect of who you are to find dirt and stuff. And they literally said, look, our testosterone runs eight, 900, uh, you know, <laughs> may, maybe even a thousand for Scott, right? Yeah. And so it's like, look, we've got the testicular fortitude to do it. So let's freaking do it. And the one thing that now I think really molds and melds us together, whether it's an, an idea or money, like everything's been thrown in the pot. And now it's like, all right, we're all in. Like, right. let's flip and go for this yeah. and let's do something. Because Grant, as I mean, as you've seen here in the studio, as we're building this family network, I have six kids. What kind of America am I going to leave them? Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to do something about it? Or am I just going to sit around and acquiesce to every stupid beep, beep, beep agenda that the flipping left wants to throw at my kids? Which is why, and we can get into it later, we're doing kids programming and we're doing cartoons. And, you know, why should the left own all of this freaking real estate in our kids' heads? And that's what they're doing. They're building it. Our kids are watching it. And then what? Like they're putting their little tiny, you know, just just a little tiny bit of an agenda. But you mix a little bit of dog poop into chocolate chip cookies. Like who wants to eat it? Right. So I, I don't know. We we, we yeah. can either complain about culture or we can create culture. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess the trick, too, is when you have conservative Judeo-Christian value programming it, it can't be corny either right right like it can't be just like remember david and go gee davy and the clay <laughs> remember those those guys yeah. it's gotta be it's gotta be entertaining how yeah. important was that scott for you that we do it in an entertaining and informative way that's not too corny well i think there's something to be said about you know kind of the underpinning of doing stuff the Christian way, the right way. What we say is excellence in everything. The reality is, think about it. It's like clothes and, you know, Christian clothes and Christian products. If all they do is lean on the fact that they're Christian, they're like, they're going to get a little bit of an audience. But if what you sell is garbage, it's just going to disappear at some point. It's, it's charity. You know, like, oh, I, he goes to my church. All right, I'll throw him a bone. But if you, you set excellence as the mark, the mark is always excellence. Yeah. We have to produce the best product there is. People literally watch one or two of your shows right now and go, okay, we're legit. We're right on the, in, the, in the crosshairs of the best of the best right now, which is how we want to do it. But that being said, it's like it appears Christian is secondary to the quality. To us, we know it's what started it and what's holding it's the foundation of the quality. Well, that's I, the reason. Yeah. I, I say all the time, content is king. You guys have Absolutely. King's Council, but content yeah. is king when it comes to media right. stuff. Certainly, that had to play in your your uh, mind as well when you're thinking about yeah. offering up money for this. Well, certainly, and even to Scott's point, I mean, unfortunately, there is a lot of 
uh, faith-based organizations that are putting out subpar material. Mm -hmm. It's just the reality of it. it it's <laughs> unfortunate, but the, the Christian or the kingdom economy, what we talk about is, which virtually is non-existent of the importance of, I mean, if we are, the Bible says that we, sh we, are, we are ambassadors for Christ. Mm -hmm. So if you think about what an ambassador actually is, like in a foreign country, they're protected, right? There, there's like certain rights that they have. Therefore, also they're, they're a representation of who they're, who they're representing, right? So Christians should be putting out the greatest content, should be putting out the most excellent of, of material and, and products and services. And again, that's kind of the, the focus of the King's Council, but back to how we fell in, like, in alignment with, with Josh and, and you and everything that we're building here, uh, that was the foundational point of it. It was like, hey, we want to be putting out the greatest content and that's possible. Look, I don't want to blow smoke up Grant's rear because he's going to come asking for more money and a better contract, <laughs> right? But when we sat down and talked, we literally said we want the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened to be at a time, which I think was God-ordained, God mm -hmm. that the best of the best magically became a free agent, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we said, holy cow. We have a guy over here who's the best of the best, uh, who isn't cheesy, who's like, I mean, and, and look, like, I get that the viewers, they get to see you like this, right? right. But to watch you turn it on, on the, I mean, like, you were just, yeah, and dude, let's, you know, let's keep the head, you know, uninflated. Uh, but to watch you do the news compared to the way that other people do it, you know, it would have been easy for us to go out and just get, you know, there's other stations that go grab kids from college and pay them mm -hmm. next to nothing, right? And then you just have this news network of just people that are practicing. I don't think that that's the way that Christians and conservatives deserve it, right? And this, this for us, we're setting the bar right now, but our plan obviously is only to get bigger and mm -hmm. better. You know a lot of the stuff that we're gonna be doing as far as releasing people, uh, you know, Stinchfield's army. Uh, and getting citizen journalists and getting, we're, we're gonna do stuff that's never been done yeah. before. Like this is literally where we're starting. And what's crazy is this, I already have people from other news networks that are hitting me up, calling me saying, dude, what you guys are doing, people are talking about it. But we yeah. gotta get to that point, going back to what Riley was, uh, 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 was hitting on, Christian media and conservative media has sucked to the point that Probably Mel Gibson was really the first guy that did anything right. Passion of the Christ yeah. proved to Hollywood that there was this subsection, that there was this demographic that nobody was appealing to. Because, dude, freaking, it was like, if you think Hallmark's cheesy, Christian conservative movies are a hundred really? times cheesier. Grab a glass of wine because that's mm -hmm. just like a cheese fest over there. Mm -hmm. But now you're starting to see with even the chosen you're starting to see mm -hmm. even in the conservative realm all of these actors neil neil mcdonahue just came out and said hey uh i got black black i mean you got rob schneider you're starting to have these people that are like hey let's just do conservative stuff and mm -hmm. it's it's getting better well you, you talk about Stinchfield's Army and The Chosen. It's all like a new way of doing business now with you bring in the outside and they're actually a part of what you're doing. Fox News doesn't have their viewers be a part of what they're doing. Right. They may read an email now or then, but they're not being a part. The Chosen was funded by crowdfunding, by people, yeah. by people right? We have Stinchfield's Army, we're gonna be citizen citizen journalists. And I think what, you know, me getting canceled from Newsmax was the best thing that happened to me, right? And then I come here, right, as you're looking for a new network, and I've been amazed watching this, like meeting you guys, and I so bond with you guys and everybody around you that I'm not amazed because I would expect it to happen when you're doing something that, you know, is literally God-ordained, that kind of work. But the people that have come together and yeah. kind of have found themselves just on a whim that have become, I mean, it's, it's eye-opening, yeah. Riley. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely believe that. But I do know opportunity is based upon accessibility. And if, if I think what a lot of Christians don't do, as even going back to what I was saying before, is like we complain about things uh, and we're, we're tolerating these things that, that are happening. Uh, and the biggest thing for me was you know, through March, April, May of, of 2020, um, I remember just so crystal clear uh, a moment in time when my daughter, who would have been eight at the time, had, had come in to my office and I was just scrolling social media. And it's just like, you go down these rabbit holes and you get angry, you, get, you just get so upset. And 
as my daughter walked in and, and just hugged me like she normally always does, um, I just so clearly, I, I was like, I cannot leave this world to her the way that it is right now. Mm-hmm. And as, as quickly as I had that thought, I, I felt, but man, who am I? Who am I to, to do something like this? I'm an entrepreneur, right? Did you guys know? Did you know he would be on board? Did you know he would be on board? Or was there a, 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 <laughs> there a, a is, convincing between? You know what's funny? We jokingly say this, like, no one should ever be 50-50 partners. Just don't do it, right? right. But you only do it when you know you're equally yoked. Yeah. And we are definitely equally yoked. We know we go the exact same direction. We know exactly what we're doing. Uh, I trust that if that much thought went into it, then I trust that the outcome is what it can be. Like, if, if you say, I got this from God, this is what I feel like, then I'm like, okay, then I'm here with you, let's go. Like, what do we yeah. need to do? I, sometimes, it's funny, people say that I was called, but there's also times when someone else is called and you feel compelled mm-hmm. to go with their calling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it worked perfectly at the time. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm a little bit ahead of time. Ellie was eight at the time, yep. Hannah was 20 at the time. But again, when you start to have that conversation and now all this is like thrust in our face, like look at what's about to happen. Look at look at what you're right. leaving your kids. Right. You mm-hmm. can't do it. You just can't do it. So we've got America First News, the program mm-hmm. that I host. There'll be other programming as well. What do you two want to see out of the program? What other programming would you like to see? Yeah. I, in general, all the stuff that we've been talking about, we, we have no shortage of good ideas, right? <laughs> but we, it's kind of an inside joke. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we have a ton of great ideas, but what I really like is to the core, right? A newsroom that's, that's um, driven by a prayer room is the great anchor. But all the other programming, I feel like we should be able to leave this on in any house in the living room, and anyone in your family should be able to walk through that room, and there's no risk of them watching any show at any time. So what we have is there's so many parental controls and all this stuff, right? Why? Because there's so much garbage out there. We should have no parental controls on our our programming because everyone should be able to see it all the time. Riley? Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things that Josh shared with us when he he obviously had this vision, and and Scott and I were, were, you know, looking for opportunities. I think as any entrepreneur, we're always like head on a swivel. I wanna follow opportunities and always bring my passion with me to that. And, and I knew that having that, that moment of like, who am I, mm-hmm. as quickly as I had that thought, it was, I, I, I so crystal clear heard this, if not you, then who? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when we just really kind of started to raise our hand. Like, is there anybody else in the entrepreneur space, the kingdom, the Christian entrepreneur space, feeling this tug and feeling this pull or this call to something bigger, knowing that we couldn't do it alone. And as we slowly started to raise our hand, um, you know, fast forward, we have a conversation with Josh here and it's, it was him casting this vision of of understanding like the broadcasting Mm. network and at what, what the, what it used to be and what it's now come down to just narrow casting where you can have four, five, six, seven, eight kiddos in separate rooms watching separate things at the same time so the, the family atmosphere was no longer there mm-hmm. and I, I really believe when he, he shared that with me it hit me so hard like we're bringing the, the broadcasting bringing the family unit back together the way that it used to be in the mm-hmm. 50s and the yeah. 60s right long before my time maybe your guys <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of programming josh do you have on tap well, uh, we have a lot of reality shows. Uh, we've got uh, a remake of Cops that's 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 happening. Uh, we have shows. In fact, uh, one show I'll, I'll actually put the name out there: uh, Kid Possibles. So we've got stuff for kids. We have cartoons, Lissy and Juju, another cartoon named Baxter. Uh, we've got. Um, we have a show that would replace like The View. We have a show that will is like kind of like a man show, but without all of the you know bouncing boobs and all the stuff that maybe the kids don't need to see. But like right. like guys sitting around BSing, talking about life, politics, religion, um, fatherhood, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're doing a lot of documentaries, mm-hmm. and then we're actually looking right now at even getting into the movie space like like look grant there's there's all these other conservative news channels and mm-hmm. even though we're building our show around the anchor basically of you like you're more than just a news anchor you're kind of the anchor uh this is the anchor show of the network which we'll be releasing the name in the coming weeks uh but this much larger network uh this will be the anchor show but 
uh, if you were to see just there, if the audience were to see everything that we're building around it, you know, going back to the whole broadcasting versus narrow casting, if you think about it like this, social media is put it to the point to where it's trying to tailor an experience for each individual person. Mm -hmm. If you go back to the 1950s, mm -hmm. notice that the entire family watched a news or a, a TV together. Mm -hmm. There was five channels, right? Yeah. But people, TV brought the family together. You guys remember Andy Griffith, you know, Citizens Arrest, Citizens Arrest. You had Barney Fife and, and Gomer Pyle and you had I Love Lucy and so And people came together. And so the living room was like this. It was a place where people met. Families don't even eat dinner together anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And now what you've got is you've got mom off in the bedroom watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Dad's watching sports, or maybe some dads are watching, you know, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you've got the kid watching something else. You've got the girls watching Bluey. You know, you've got... And, and so you've got different messages being sent to the family, but it's all messages that are controlled by very evil people that have put in the, their agenda since the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. Like you've seen the degradation of America. Let me give you a quick example, then I'll shut up here. Okay, going back to what, what uh, Scott was talking about, fatherhood. Look at the fact that you had Andy Griffith, you had all of these strong fathers, right? They, were, they came home, put on their smoking jackets, sat there, they gave great advice to their kids. Like, like this was good TV. Kids had there there were values that were passed down through these stories. Now look at the fathers that they put on on TV. Started with Al Bundy, mm -hmm. then The Simpsons, yeah, right? They're all idiots, yeah. right? And the whole thing and watch the family dynamic in America start changing because guess what? They taught kids disrespect your dad. Your dad's a dope. Your mom's the only one holding the family together. We have to change that narrative. And the only way that we're going to do it is by creating better stuff than Hollywood does. I, I always said to my son, I said, you're not watching the Disney Channel because I don't want to watch a bunch of snot-nosed kids that talk back to their parents. Yeah. That's the Disney Channel. Yeah. yeah. And we can't, be, we can't be that. So it brings us to King's Council, what, what you guys do. Mm -hmm. um, and America First News is certainly here to make money. And I think it's important that people out there that are trying to move in the right direction want to do something to help the country in the right way or help an organization move in the right way, that it is okay to make money doing that also. Look, I love this job. I'm not going to work for free. I've got I've to have my family and support yeah. them. It's okay to make money and do something good. Yeah. Right? yeah it's, it's, not, it's not just okay. It's a necessity. We, we have to, especially as, as believers, as, as kingdom entrepreneurs, it's our duty to actually create wealth. Uh, it's God that gives us that ability, but some, some people are a little bit more gifted or talented in doing so. And so uh, I think what the church unfortunately has done a great job at doing, um, unfortunately, is, is warping the minds of a lot of believers that money is evil, money is bad, when at the end of the day, money is a, it's a tool, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's, it's the perspective that we give it, or actually the correct word would be mammon. The spirit of money is really what is, is evil, mm -hmm. right? And so when we give it that power, uh, the Bible clearly tells us that we cannot serve both God and money, or what most versions should say is mammon. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, we, if we're serving God or mammon, and I, I've struggled with this a lot because I'd made a lot of money. And then a few years ago, it was, uh, it was just a, a terrible feeling of unfulfillment where it was like, I, there's gotta be something more here. Is life just about starting another business or, or just going and making money and drinking with my friends on the weekends? And, and it was just so unfulfilled. And, and during that period of time, I, I, I really just got back into the word and, and started to just really seek, like really ask, seek and knock, like what is it, God, that you've called me to do and others? And, and that's partly, again, what the King's Council is about. It's that and if we have given, been given this ability to create wealth, then we should freaking do it really, really well. Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING 
to 727-472-3860. Well, that's interesting because, Scott, obviously, the more money you have, the more good you can do with it. You could do bad with it, too, but, but you could do a lot of good the more money you have. Absolutely. And part of kind of how we have people frame the way they look at stuff, we have people set giving goals before income goals. Like, if I set it out, I want to go do all this good. Well, then back into, well, what will it require? Well, then I got to go get this to go do that good, right? If you want to go build churches in Africa, go ahead and do it. But how much is it going to cost? What are you going to have to do? Then how do you go get the money to do it, right? You, so if you come up with, what are you, what's, your, what's your why? What's your purpose? What are you doing it for? It, it does sound crazy. I get it. But to just go open another company and go make a bunch of more money again is actually easy. But it's easy for people who are in tune with the gift that they have and they actually go apply and take those same yeah. actions. But the reality is, no matter what, like, Josh has a lot of kids and somebody else has a different kind of family or they have special needs or they have whatever they have going on in their world, right? All of it comes down to money. So it's not that money, I love the saying, money can't buy happiness. It can't, but it surely can distract you from it if you don't have it. Yeah. So it's actually the opposite, right? As a saying, it's like, have your cake and eat it too. It's really you want to eat the cake and have it too. Well, money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure does disrupt it when it's the only thing you're focused on. Right. If you have to work 100 hours a week, well, how is this for your family if you leave the family to go work for 100 hours a week just to bring home enough to buy them a little bit of stuff? You know what I mean? It doesn't, and, doesn't and make sense. I think sense. for some people, they don't know how to do it any other way right. than go work 100 hours a week. You know, that's all they know, and they're just trying to do their best to provide. Yeah. And and there is another way to do it. Yeah, yeah. there is. And it, that's where entrepreneurship comes in. It's interesting. Back in 1913, the amount of entrepreneurs in America here I'm referring to uh, was a 97%. 97% of Americans were entrepreneurs in 1913. And here today, 2023, that number is completely inversed. 3% of Americans are entrepreneurs. And so we, we talk about just the media and the indoctrination that I, I know has started back then of creating employees. There's nothing wrong with being an employee, right? It's, it's great maybe for a season, but if you are reliant on somebody else giving you a paycheck, you're, you're not in control of, of, of the ability to create wealth. We, we could do a whole show on this, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer that not everybody's an entrepreneur. I look at myself as not an entrepreneur and I've owned many businesses. I'm a small time capitalist. I go find small businesses that are cash flowing. I buy them, I build them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Very safe there. I'm not going to become the billionaire doing that, but it's a safe way to make a living, and, I, and I'm, I'm working yeah, for that's, myself. Yeah, that's 100% that's, that's an actually entrepreneur. <laughs> well, yeah. the reason why I don't look at it as an entrepreneur, because my definition of an entrepreneur is a guy who comes up with an idea, and he risks a lot on it. My way of doing it, I'm not risking a ton on it. I'm, I'm, I may liquidate my 401k, but I've got a business with 20 years history, and the risk is not as high as say, hey, you know what? How about America First News? Nothing from the ground up. There was no LED wall here. There was no studio people in the back here. There was, we weren't sitting here from nothing. That's entrepreneurship. I think the, the beautiful thing, though, that you yeah. said is the community component, which I think is what the church is missing even in the fact that like what we've done here, this the, the LED wall, Josh's giftings and talents, Scott's giftings and talents, what I can bring to the table, what you can bring to the table, everything, uh, all the, the people behind the scenes that that people on TV aren't, aren't seeing like that. That's the body of Christ yeah. right there. And that's entrepreneurship. Because while you have, I was going to make a joke here about your definition of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like, um, while you have your truth about entrepreneurship, <laughs> I've got my truth about entrepreneurship. And if you look at the actual root word of it, entreprendre, it's a French word. And all it actually means is to undertake. Mm -hmm. So if we're willing to undertake the task at hand, you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Whether it's buying into a, a proven business model, right? Franchisees, are they entrepreneurs? Absolutely, mm -hmm. right? Are stay-at-home moms entrepreneurs? I would argue yes, because mm -hmm. they're willing to undertake the task at hand. It's a, it's a mindset situation that we have, not a, a what we do to, to become one or not become, but it's, it's how we think about it, an, empl an employee mindset versus an entrepreneur and, and mindset. And to get back to what you guys were talking about, about uh, being able to make money, to give money. Josh, you're really the, I know you probably, I'm gonna put you on the spot here, but this reverse tithing that you do is really pretty an amazing thing. 
Why don't you just sum that up real, real quick because it's selfless. Well, so I read a book. In fact, it all started with this book, to be honest with you. If you heard the miraculous story about how we all connected, it, uh, it all comes down to this book. It's an old book, R.G. Letourneau, who many of you guys would know if you Google him. He's a, uh, he turned into a billionaire before he passed. In fact, many would say we won the world wars because of him, right? But it all started with this idea that he came up with that I'm going to make God my business partner. And instead of me paying him 10%, I'm going to pay him 90 and I'm going to take the 10% and I'm going to trust that he's going to make my 10% bigger. Now, not all of, you know, our, so I set our family down uh, and I said, okay, guys, let's make God our business partner. Now, I don't have time to go into it all now, but I'll, our family signed a contract with God where we said we're going to give a minimum of 51% of our companies. I, th I think right now we have maybe 12 companies that we have uh, interest in. Uh, and I said, we're gonna give 51% at minimum. And so I made all my kids sign it because I said, I'm signing away your inheritance. I would normally leave this to you, but let's trust God to make them. My kids are like, yep, yep, yep. So we signed this contract. Uh, Bill, who is my attorney, uh, he's drafted up a whole, whole bunch of it. Uh, shout out to Bill DeCandido if you need a great attorney. Um, but um, so we actually drafted up official documents. Even here at America First News, the largest shareholder of America First News is a ministry fund, right? But the whole, the whole idea is we're going to make money here, right? They expect to make their money back, right? But we're going to do good. It's like, we got to put your money where your mouth is, right? So if we're going to make change, then even this whole thing, but even speaking to what uh, Riley and Scott were talking about a minute ago, there's a huge opportunity. Even, even here at America First News, we realize that there is a parallel economy that's being formed right now. This is probably one of the greatest time for conservative Christian entrepreneurs because there is a split down the middle of America and conservatives are saying, we want to buy from conservatives. We're tired of giving our money to people that hate us, that don't represent our values. And so if ever there was a time for somebody to become a conservative or Christian entrepreneur, it's right now because whether it's a whether it's a flag that you hang on your wall or I mean I see all these little companies that are popping up, little tiny goods. People are running them from their living rooms, mm -hmm. but they're turning them into multi-million dollar companies. I mean, look look at at Mike Lindell, right? He's not even an advertiser yet on this this network, but I'll give him a shout out. Look at what happened with my pillow, right? You know, People gobbled them up. I mean, I know people that literally have probably 30 my pillows that they've purchased from the mustached man, right? Simply because he was a conservative that took a strong stand. There's a parallel economy that's coming, and it's time that people jump on board with stuff like King's Council and, and burn their W-2, right? And or even start part time. Yeah, absolutely. I got a promo code grant for up to 66% off on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Go use it, Perfect. ladies and gentlemen. Perfect. Promo code grant. Um, that gets us back to what King's Council is all about. Yeah. Why don't you tell me, Scott, what King's Council is and how that fits into what Josh was just talking about. It's perfect. Actually, I love the way you said how I see entrepreneurship is you, you risk it all and you do it. It's not always that hard. It's not. There's. I think there's there's false barriers or there's self-limiting beliefs and there's a lot of things that and again sometimes you get them honest your, your grandparents always said these little phrases and your parents said these phrases and you go growing up okay i'm not that's just not me like well but it can be everything's changeable your mindset once you change your mindset you can literally do anything you want we have story after story after story we have people that we work with that have gone from like firemen to running a christian school up and running, it's a full, like, they had no idea they were gonna even do it, but they just applied. They took it, they undertook because there was a need. So how does King's Council help them? So what we do is we, we have a coaching program that we work through, literally somebody who has no business all the way to starting a business, like you just kind of referenced, burn your W-2. I'm an employee right now. I know there's something more for me. We have a, a good chunk of people who they're just trying to say, I know I want to start a business, but I don't know. Kind of goes back to, my dad didn't know how to teach me how to start a business. So that's a role we get to play. I get to be somebody else's dad or help them with that process. So we can show you how to go from having your job and work your way over to having your own do thing. Do you say, who's your daddy? when you? Do I don't <laughs> say it like that. 
that part's a little, that would be a little odd, possibly. I'm sure I've said worse. Let, but, yeah, you but, need to buy who's, who's your daddy.com <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right. But, but again, I think part of what that is, is if you think about it, as you back up of everything you guys have all said, back up, there used to be a show, Father Knows Best. I mean, you wouldn't put that on TV right now. It's crazy, right? But if you back all that away, what does a kid learn? The kid learns only what they hear at TV or on the Disney Channel where they don't even have parents on some of those shows. Like, you're starting to lose leadership is what we're really losing. So if you don't have the dad in the house with leadership, right. spiritual or, or even educational or even physical and everything else, take all the categories, right? But when it comes down to what are you going to do for a living, you still need a leader who can help you with that. And if that, one do, if that person doesn't know how to do it themselves, find somebody who does. And we can help you through that. Or if you have a business, what we really love to do is scale. That's what we're really good at. Like I said, sounds a little pompous, but for us to just go pop out another million dollars is pretty easy on somebody's running business just because we have systems and things that we do. So we can walk somebody from nothing to something or something to something really bigger in all aspects with core principles. Let me just quickly say there's nobody better at scaling than me. Mm-hmm. Every day when I get on the scale, I promise the number <laughs> is it goes so much up. Which, which is a whole other thing. Just a little side note. Sorry to uh, take you off stream here, Grant. But, uh, dude, have you noticed, like, for all the viewers at home, I've, you know, we have a dressing room here, a green room. I've seen all these guys in their undershirts. I'm the only guy without huge muscles and pecs. And, div- like, and so if there's one thing that this whole group's done for me, even Christian, who hasn't been introduced to the network yet, it's like, dude, I looked at my wife and I said, babe, these guys all have muscles. So Do you know why? Well, I got news for you, Grant. A nurse came to my house this week, mm-hmm. took my blood. Okay. I just got an email today that said, your blood works in. And one of their companies, which we don't have to bring up quite yet, mm-hmm. one of their companies is actually getting with me, and uh, they got all my blood work, and they said, dude, we're, I'm going to bump you up. That's exactly <laughs> what they said. So, God gives you one body. That's right. So you right. better take care of it. Yeah. And I've probably got one of the best bodies, okay, but we got to make it a lot smaller. It's got to make it a really, really small and lots of muscles. Well, it ties in great, too. Think about this. Your health is kind of how it all starts. How good am I to my family if I'm not healthy, right? Forget all the way in shape, bodybuilder, forget all that. But let's just say, you gotta be healthy. You gotta take care of you first. And then you can move on to helping others. And then what actually ends up happening is a leadership role in itself. I show you that no matter how busy I am, I still make time for my health. And you should too, even if you're gonna go start your business. Riley, does it still amaze you when you see, you call them clients at King's Council? What do you, you, partners, what do you call them? Call them family. Family, family, okay. So when you see King's Council family members and you see them succeed, does it, does it, does it amaze you? Does it, what, what, what happens? It it definitely is a, a feeling of fulfillment. I mentioned that unfulfillment period in my life. Um, But it's, it's something, it doesn't amaze us by any means because we know that God's given us certain giftings and, and talents and abilities, but it's, it's very exciting to, to see somebody that just has an idea uh, or doesn't even have an idea. And we help through our, our systems and processes, we help them kind of pull those ideas and actually take action. I think that's the biggest thing because there's no shortage of good ideas, <laughs> but there's, it's the taking action is where I think that's the missing component, yeah. right? Faith, we've heard faith without works is dead. dead, dead yeah. right? So I know there's people out there probably watching this, so they're going to ask this question. It's probably the hardest question I ask you. What do you say to the people that says, oh, come on, you're just, you're just using Jesus to profit? Mm-hmm. What do you say? And I'm sure you get that, right? Mm-hmm. What do you say to them? Well, here's the reality. Money isn't even mine anyway. None of this is mine. Like, we're just the steward. Everything's God's, right? So no matter what we have, we're just supposed to be a good steward of it. The reality too is, listen, if money was the root of all evil, if money was truly evil, the devil would make sure you had plenty of it. Let's get that clear, right? So it's going to take work. It's going to take, either way, you're going to, people who want to build a business and want to make money or whatever their personal goals are, a lot of them are all rooted in biblical principles anyway. They maybe just didn't know it. The successful ones kind of are doing it a little bit that way anyway. But the reality is, if you have good core principles and you have a good uh, foundation of truth that we kind of live through, making more money, it's what you're going to do with it. Again, you're the steward of it. So making more, we end up fulfilling other families and generational things. And how, how would we 
create a marketplace where the message that's getting out is so bad that we need to ask somebody to change the message, they're not going to do it. Well, if they don't do it, then we have to do it. And if we have to do it, it's going to take money. Mm -hmm. And everything that we need to do is going to take money. So again, we're just stewarding what God has given us. Like I started with a tiny little talent and it's built up to something big because I stewarded it well, really. Yeah. You want to take a crack? Yeah, yeah I think uh, using Jesus to profit, well, first off, the the most Christians are broke, broken, and defeated. Yeah. And so I, that I grew up with at least, right? That was my mentality uh, of what being a Christian actually was, uh, which is unfortunate, right? And so uh, to, to say using Jesus to profit, I think, I mean, I would go pick a different people group if that was the case, right? But it, what it is, it's, we're not gonna be ashamed of what we believe and what we're about. And while we are, in business and we teach people how to run a business at the core of everything the king's council is about is our father's business mm -hmm. right and, and that's why we've we've created our nonprofit uh, mission 1037 which is based upon luke 1037 in which jesus the first time uh, that he's actually recorded in scripture uh, in which uh, uh, mary and joseph had gone on and uh, they had essentially left jesus for like three days when he was like 12 and they come back and she's like where have you been where have you been and he goes woman don't you know i have to be about my father's business mm -hmm. and and at the core of everything that we do yeah we're going to create wealth we're going to create millions and i believe billions of dollars with this network um but at the core of it we're about our father's business you, you, josh will tell you i'm i'm always skeptical right i've probably maybe to a fault <laughs> but i can tell you when i came in here i read people really well one of my talents is literally I said I was going to write a book called Judge a Book by its cover because you can, yeah. right? Yeah. And you guys are really sincere. And I would tell anybody, I mean, the moment I met you guys and Josh and everybody around you, I said to Josh, I said, these are really good people. And I can tell, I can feel that when someone's a good person. And I, I would urge everybody out there to trust your intuition when you're listening mm -hmm. to somebody talk, right? You have to trust your intuition. When you shake somebody's hand, what's the feeling you get when you shake their hand? and then make a judgment from there. And I can tell you from you guys, this is the real deal, which is why I wanted to be really a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I appreciate you letting me be a part of it. Yeah, it's Thank an honor. You. Yeah. I always end these things with anything else you want to add? Well, uh, Carmel Ma uh, Macchiato would be good about now. <laughs> Um, the guy just wants to take care of his body. He wants a caramel macchiato. <laughs> starts tomorrow. Guy I'm starts starting tomorrow. tomorrow ladies. <laughs> no, look, look. Here, here's 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 what. If I could sum it all up, is this. You know, going back to the whole using Jesus to make a profit. Like, actually, you guys are, and we are. Like, we're using his principles. He actually gave us the principles to make a profit. And it's not that you know. The enemy always says, oh, well, you know, the Bible says money's evil. No, it says the love of money is evil. Yeah. And that, that I think is what's interesting here, right? Is because this, this isn't about making a profit here. This is about making impact. And if you make impact, you exchange value. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna create uh, an entire network, a parallel economy of brands that people can purchase from, yeah. but they also know that by purchasing it from this network of brands, they're going to be able to create more content that they could sit their family down in front of and that they know is not woke. Like, this is not woke content. And again, we're going to build a network of shows that bring families together that teach conservative, biblical, Christian values because the two are intertwined whether people want to admit it or not. But the same values that made America great, well, we're going to make America great again. Great again. But we're going to do it by creating content that is that's that's consumable it's not cheesy this is actually stuff that you would want to watch yeah, yeah. So. one of the things i want to let me add because I, I want you to touch on the kingdom economy mm -hmm. intentionally but one of the things is i want to grow up in a world where if i just ask my daughter or somebody else can you name 20 christian companies you get stuck at four mm -hmm. right you know the big ones the restaurants and the, right but 
my pillow and things like but but you they'll go through three or four i right. want to be able to walk around a town and go see that whole shopping center all those are christian i don't know if see i can those, name more than those, four right. Right. right so but the part of the reason is they may be a christian they're just not telling anyone mm -hmm. but the reason is everyone's cautious or they're careful which is why newses are now starting to back up and backpedal and edit and and censor like let's get it back out there we stand on the truth we're okay with it we don't apologize for it we, we and i think there's something to be said about growing a kingdom economy together which you do a whole segment on it so i'll let you kind of take that one but i think that when you say do good with it it's like put it in the hands of people to do good mm -hmm. we don't need it all if we can if we can empower others to get more too that knowing they have the same principles same truths that they, we're empowering them so now that's where community is coming back yeah yeah, yeah that's great and as you mentioned that so what we're creating within the king's council part of our intent is having an intentionality with where we're sending our dollars, mm -hmm. right? We're called the so on good soil. So if that's part of what we're supposed to do, I want to know where my dollar is going, what mm -hmm. it's being put towards, right? Is it Balenciaga or is it a, a faith-based organization that I believe is going to be tithing, that's going to be giving above and beyond and just really operating within kingdom principles that the Bible gives us so many principles. We have an instructional manual that we just don't use, right? And then we complain that life is hard and it doesn't work. And it's like, well, have you freaking read the manual? <laughs> it, there's actually principles in there, right? It isn't that hard. We complicate the crap out of this thing. And, and partly what we're doing is creating the kingdom economy, uh, mainly because you can look at other religions, they do a heck of a lot better job at mm -hmm. it. And their religion is based on fallacy mm -hmm. and it's but they're they're so committed to it more so than christians and what i mean by the, the muslim community they'll they'll sow into each other intentionally i think it's like 10 to 14 times before that dollar would ever leave their faith Mm -hmm. Right, so it, it, the Jewish community is very good at this as well. Josh Feuerstein should know about. That. Oh, right. no, you're not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a but traitor. They, they do up to like 13 times, but the Christian community, the Christian economy, is virtually non-existent. Yeah. It's zero to one time, meaning I, what they're what Christians are doing is we're looking for the cheapest, the best deal. The you know what can I get out of this situation versus thinking, man, if I sow into Josh's business, he then has the ability to sow into your business. You have the ability to sow into Scott's business. Yep. He has it. This is Ultimate this is an economy. Yep. It's it's an economy that that the wealth and the provision that is in the world right now can come back. There can be a shift. I believe there is a shift. The King's yep. Council and what we're doing with with America First News and the, the entire media uh, industry is bringing this economy back economy back to what I believe God originally intended yep. and to do good with wealth. And so. Making making a profit, you better believe it, because I'm so confident that you, 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 and me are going to spend it and invest it a heck of a lot better than anybody else. Well, I'm confident that America First News will be pushing those kinds of philosophies and ideas, yeah. and really on the forefront of this. It's an honor to be involved in this entire organization. You know, we bring it back full circle from being bold. Everything we've talked about here is about boldness, mm -hmm. and we don't save this country unless we're all bold and we all do it together. That's right. So, uh, Scott Thomas, I appreciate you. Thank you. Riley right. Meek, I appreciate you. Yeah. King's Council, where do they find it? Joinkingscouncil.com. Joinkingscouncil.com. Josh Feerstein, my buddy, I thank you. you good stuff hey. yes. and uh, none of this would be possible without all of you so we, we thank you as well I hope you gave you got some insight into where America First News is headed and all the other programming uh, that is soon to come uh, God bless all of you out there thanks for watching and we'll see you back here soon If you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860.